In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey everybody, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Atlanta United is the MLS Cup champion after a 2-0 victory over Portland on Saturday here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in front of a League Cup record 73,019 fans. It was a heck of a night. Goals were scored by Joseph Martinez in the 39th minute. He was then named MVP. And Franco Escobar with his second goal of the playoffs and third goal of his Atlanta United career in the 54th minute with assists from Martinez and Miguel Almiron, who may have played his last game for Atlanta United. I'm joined, as always, and not his last game for Atlanta United, <laughs> by Jason Longshore of 92.9 and SoccerDownHere.net. Jason, what did you make of tonight? It was a really smart performance from Atlanta United, and one that you know was different than we would have expected in the middle of the season. Um, you know, we talked about it on our full-time report on 92.9. The Lessons that this team learned in the loss at Red Bull Arena and the loss at BMO Field late in the season, they paid off on a night like tonight where, you know, you weren't a powerhouse. This wasn't as good as the Red Bull match. This wasn't as good in a different way as the the match at Yankee Stadium against NYC. It took elements of both, though. And this was a game where Atlanta just made it so difficult for Portland to make anything happen and took their stars away. And that's the thing that I don't think you can underestimate. Diego Valeri had little impact on this game. Uh, Sebastian Blanco had little impact on this game. And those are your two game changers. Diego Chara was outstanding. Um, he was definitely man of the match for Portland. Uh, anybody who runs down Miguel Almiron from behind gets a, gets a kudos. But Portland just didn't have enough. Atlanta had too strong of a squad. They handled the big moments in the match, and, and those big moments were the first goal, you got that, the big save by Brad Gazan at the end of the first half, which was critical, because if that goes 1-1 to halftime, you have a Portland team coming out of House of Fire in the second half. And then you get the, uh, the second goal, the backbreaker, and you just ride it out. I mean, Brad Gazan didn't have a whole lot to do after that, and you had three clean sheets in five postseason matches for a team that... People have asked about it from day one, if this team was going to be good enough defensively. Uh, I think they answered that question. Yeah, it was uh, Eric Rometty. If if Martinez hadn't been named MVP, then Eric Rometty probably should have been because Diego Valeri did nothing. Yep. I mean, absolutely nothing. It, it was – the impact of Atlanta United's defense on Portland was so impressive to me that it almost felt like a regular season game. Mm-hmm. 
Portland just could not get anything going. They had a little bit of, of pressure at the beginning of the second half, and then Atlanta United got the Escobar goal, and that was it. Guzan had one more tough save to make, and that was done. Michael Parkhurst, who finally gets an MLS Cup oh, in his man. fifth attempt, said at the 93rd minute, which was the third minute of the five minutes of stoppage time, he knew it was over. Mm-hmm. He, he sensed the victory, and then the part, <laughs> and then you know, the place erupted. It was, um, it's it's one of the more fun things that I think I've I've ever seen. Part of me, I, I was asking myself this, and this is an odd thing to think about. Will the fans come back next year? The title has been won. Yeah. Will absolutely. the fans come back? Yeah, I, I think this offseason is going to be a wild ride because you're going to have changes. Uh, you're going to have a new manager. We know that much. Um, Miguel already, Almer, we don't know. There's already speculation about us at Lenny United starter being traded. I got an email about yeah. that tonight. You have the trade window open at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. I was told the team is going to be quiet in the trade window, but that doesn't mean that something hasn't changed. Yeah, uh, Atlanta United will listen to any offers for any players because that's, I'm not going to say the name of the player, but it's out there. Yeah, that's that's business. That's the the sports business. Um, this is going to be, you know, last season I think we said kind of the same things at the end of the uh, the knockout loss to Columbus. You know, you wondered what the response was going to be next year. I know we did doing soccer down here daily. We wondered if we would need to do a daily show, if we'd need to do a two hour daily show. <laughs> Then Ezekiel Barco happened and, and the conversation around that. So this time you're going to have manager watch, Almiron watch, uh, who knows what else, because you're going to have offers. I mean, there, there will be offers for players in this team. You're going to have contracts that come up because it's the end of the second year. You're going to have decisions to make on, on options. I believe Michael Parker said there's an option on his contract for next yeah, year. He said he wants to be back. Well, Renowitz wants to play. He doesn't know if he's going to come back to Atlanta United just because that's how he, he talks. He doesn't yeah. talk in absolute right. or anything like that. that. That's the nature of, of finishing your second year. So I think there's going to be a lot of storylines to keep fans engaged. I think CONCACAF Champions League will be a fun ride at the beginning of the season. And I, I think this is kind of the end of the launch. And that's where I kept going with it this last couple of days, uh, talking to everybody around the, the country with – all of the media requests for this game. This felt like the culmination of the launch of Atlanta United. And it feels like starting in 2019, you know, it's going to be a new chapter. These two years felt like one thing to me. Yeah. And and starting in 2019, it's going to look very different. I mean, you could see a team with three, four new starters maybe. We don't know. Uh, yeah, for compared to the end of the year. Yeah, you could see three or four new starters. Yep. And the team has shown last year with a trade for Nagby mm-hmm. that it will not sit pat. And Boca Negra and Eels, who have gone through European campaigns, know that depth is going to be the absolute key. The key uh, it killed Toronto this year. It killed Portland two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it killed Seattle. It didn't kill Seattle, but it almost killed Seattle. They, they were able to bounce back and get a run in the second half of each of the past two seasons. so That strong depth was really big today. Yeah. Because, I mean, even from the starting lineups, once you got past the first five, six guys on the team sheet for Portland, it was a drop-off. 
Yeah. And and Derek Valentine struggled tonight. Yeah. Uh, Jorge Villafania struggled at times. Yeah. Polo struggled too. Polo really struggled at times. So and Atlanta was frankly, a better team. Chara did get back into the game, but the first ten minutes, uh, Nagby and Gressel yeah. were putting him through his paces. He wasn't getting a lot of help from right. Davi Guzman, right. and and I kept waiting for Giovanni Savarese to tell Guzman to sit and let Chara go try to find the game in the second half. And he never did. I was a little surprised by that one. But anyway, go, going back to the depth, you're. You're gonna see Atlanta United. The expan- they're gonna they're probably gonna lose a player in the expansion draft. This trade would be interesting. I don't think it's gonna happen because it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, but there are a lot of reasons for things. Um, but Atlanta United is gonna need to keep adding depth. It's got a lot of players who just still have not gotten enough playing time with the senior team. Guys like Miles Robinson, guys like Brandon Vasquez, guys like Carlton, guys like Bello. Kevin Kratz minutes just really disappeared by the end of the season. Um, they've got to get more guys in who have some experience going to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like that. If they want to, to to challenge in the CONCACAF Champions League and they want to they do. contend again for an MLS Cup because everyone's going to be coming at them as hard as they possibly can next year. They, mm-hmm. they already know it. They've already admitted it, and it wears you down after it, a while. It does. Um, I mean, it starts with the manager and and who comes in. Uh, it's not an easy job to take. I mean, if you you know really looked at some of the jobs around MLS this season, Giovanni Savarese had one of the tougher tasks because he took a good team, not a bad team. It's easy to take a bad team, and if you show a little bit of improvement, okay, you've made an impact. But Savarese came into a good Portland team and got them here. Whoever comes in here, I mean, you're, you're the defending champs. Your first year in a new team. That's going to be tough. Um, it's going to take a special manager. It's going to take a special group of players to go with your first competitive match in 2019 under that new manager on the road in Costa Rica. Um, you have a group right now that is pretty balanced, a lot of different parts that can play different positions. You have a lot of versatility. But all of these guys won't be back. Right. It's impossible to keep a group together. You're going to have guys whose contracts are up. You're going to have guys who are due raises. You're going to have things happen, and you're going to have to make some changes. Darren Eels and Carlos Bocanegra and the rest of the front office will be tested this offseason for sure. A lot of times when teams make coaching changes, as, as sports fans know, you go from a coach A – to a coach B who does who's the opposite type of personality or the opposite type of system or something like that. That is not at all what Atlanta United needs. No. They don't need someone who's going to come in and say, I don't like the 3-5-2 or the 5-3-2. I want to run a, you know, a diamond midfield or something like that. They don't need that. They need someone who can come in, continue to do what Atlanta United does well, what Eels and Bocanegra want the team to do, and is comfortable with that. And is it going to be too steadfast in playing players at certain positions? That's the only thing they can do. Um, it, it just doesn't make sense for how this team is built and why it's been successful. I can tell you it's not going to be Alan Pardew. That was about the funniest tweet I think I've seen in a long time. I, I kind of responded to the tweet by saying, I think he may be one of two guys in the world who could get Atlanta United rele- relegated. <laughs> um Simply because it just it's a bizarre rumor to me. Yeah. Um, There's but, a lot of rumors out there on a lot of different people. I've seen a lot of fairly deep rumors out there about different candidates. Um, yeah. Look, it's a job that's in demand. 
yeah. if if you are on the outside of this, and and Michael Parker told us from the player perspective on our full time report, you know everybody wants to be here. Everybody wants to play for a club that gets treated like this in its city. Everybody wants to play in front of this fan base, which is just unbelievable. I mean, it's it's so easy to take that side of it for granted and how important it is. I think at times the crowd was maybe even a little overwhelming for Atlanta United tonight. As we're talking, I'm looking on the field, and I think it's Gerardo Martino, Michael Parkhurst, couple of the assistant coaches, Justin, the translator, as y'all know him, and a, I think Ryan, Captain yeah. Nice is down there, Yeah, um, getting their picture taken on the field. Uh, Darren Eels had the trophy and was walking around with the trophy for a while. <laughs> I think he was getting some photos taken. Um, I think I think that's Parker. I can't tell if that's Parkhurst or if that's Escobar. Um, but anyway... It's just, it's been a wild ride. I've been yeah. all over this country with this team the past two years from Chattanooga to Bradenton to Charleston to every city in Major League Soccer with the exception of Seattle the past two years, and including places like Nashville, which is going to have a team. Uh, it's been an unbelievable wild ride. And I, I'm really, really tired right now. <laughs> I need to thank my wife, Annette, and my six kids for really being understanding about my schedule and how sometimes Mr. Doug or Dad is home, and sometimes I'm gone. Um, but they always understood and, and have been understanding and so I really, really appreciate that. So I need to thank them in this podcast. Um, I'd love to tell you that you're not going to hear this podcast anymore for a couple of weeks. Except it's not true. because <laughs> There's going to be a few things to talk about. Player contracts come out from Atlanta United tomorrow, I believe it is. Uh, There's a parade yeah. on Monday that I will be covering. And then uh, it would not surprise me at all if by Friday Atlanta United has a manager named. Same. Um so that's going to be interesting, and I mean, I think I, I think I know who it's going to be. I'm not going to send the podcast who it's going to be, um, but I think it's a, a guy that Atlanta United supporters are going to like and appreciate. I don't like to report on things that I'm not 100% accurate about. So if you see rumors and you don't see me tweet about it, or you don't see me write about it, it's I it's it's because I don't believe it. If I believe 100% something is false, I might tweet about it. Right. But I'm not going to write about it. Um, it just doesn't. It's just a waste of my time. Um, but anyway, the paper, as it has done all week, has poured a ton of resources into this game tonight. We did a, what's called a field edition, which is a full game poster that was on the field as almost as before the confetti even mm-hmm. hit the ground tonight. It's going to be in the Sunday paper. Also, I hope that you'll buy that. I hope that for those of you who won't subscribe to the paper i hope you'll reconsider for those of you who are subscribing to the paper thank you very very much um we're gonna have a ton in the sunday paper a ton in the monday paper a ton in the tuesday paper um there's already a ton online at ajc.com um look if you're a soccer fan in atlanta and you're not subscribed to the atlanta journal constitution you're you're just doing it wrong i mean the the coverage 
is something that soccer fans in every other city in this country would kill for because they don't get it. Um, Doug is not lying when he says he's been everywhere covering this team and poured so much time and, and heart into it. It's been a lot of fun to read. It's been a lot of fun having you on soccer down here, you know, almost every Friday uh, for the last two years. And it's been fun catching up with you on the Southern Fried Soccer podcasts. And it's, you know, it's the same thing. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's not going to be much of an offseason. There, there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about. So, you know, now is really the time you need to be subscribed to the paper because you're going to get coverage and insight about things, again, that I've talked to people in New York. I've talked to people in Houston. I've talked to people in Portland. They wish they got this type of coverage. You know, don't take it for granted because it takes subscribers for this to happen. And if you guys support soccer in the city, subscribe to the paper. Find the subscription that makes sense for you, but subscribe to the paper and let them know you're subscribing because of the soccer coverage. And listen to Jason. Listen to the podcast, SoccerDownHere.net, Soccer Over There, that they do. It's, um, you know... it's hard to de- it's hard to describe what's going on here compared to the rest of the country. Major League Soccer and yeah. a lot of media markets is still considered um, not on par with the other professional sports leagues. And we're in this weird limbo. Yeah, I, like I get it. And other stuff. I get it, and that's okay. Um, and it, one day it may be like that here. Who knows? I don't think so. But for right now, it's not. For right now. I'm going to continue to give you everything that I can give you until the paper tells me otherwise, but it does take subscriptions. Um, so please just consider it. Um, I hope you'll follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. I hope you'll follow Jason at Longshoe on Twitter. I hope you'll subscribe to both the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast and SoccerDownHere.net. Jason, where can they find that? Uh, you can come find our app for Android and iOS, um, soccerdownhere.net. You can listen to the show live and on demand there, and you can listen on the Spreaker platform as well. And we will be live in the morning with uh, trade window coverage, 11 o'clock. We'll talk a lot about tonight, too, as well, but uh, we'll keep you posted on the trades around the league. There will be trades. Um, yeah, Rudy's know, already being traded. Yeah, don't know you know what Atlanta will do, but Max Yaruti is a big name. It looks like he's going to be on the move. Vancouver has been mentioned in the market for a few different positions, and they need it. There's going to be some teams who will be looking to upgrade in a big way tomorrow morning, and we'll, we'll be talking about it. And now um, I'll be remiss if I don't mention uh, a giant foam cowboy hat. <laughs> I thought you were, you were going to have it. That Jason Longshore is required to wear in place of his Kangol now that Atlanta United has won an MLS Cup to fulfill a bet that we made last year. Yeah, we were going to do it on the field. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know where to buy a giant foam kangle or cowboy hat. So, I'm going to check on Amazon. Find me, a, find me one, and we'll do a video version of this podcast. There we go. How about that? All right. I, it may be fatigue setting in, but I'm finding this really, really funny. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Again, Atlanta United is your MLS champion with a 2-0 victory over Portland. In the MLS Cup, goals from Joseph Martinez, who was named both the MLS Cup MVP 
as well as the league's MVP earlier this week. All-star MVP, too. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, the all-star MVP. Every MVP. Three MVP awards for Joseph. i got to go back and have that in the story. <laughs> um, and anyway. We'll see you all at the parade on Monday. Yeah, see you at the parade on Monday. I forgot he was named the all-star MVP. Yeah. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.